Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Well, we say things. Episode seven zero. My name is Sunspan. Joining me is the great cultured Cinderin. Greetings, young man. Hello, sir. Welcome to podcast episode seventy, everybody. Is that your French I will accent? Not be speaking. No, it's not. I don't know what that was. You We're not talk should be a anymore. voice actor, Cinderin. Has mm, anybody yes. ever told you that before? No. Except myself, I think. I'm going to give you the chance of a lifetime to voice a hero with me and Slacks. Oh. Are you excited? I like it. I will do it. The problem is it might have to just be your regular voice. Unless you want to come up with something, I guess. Uh, but anyway, I have gotten so many complaints about what I'm about to talk about, Cinder, and that's the NBA. Oh. And the complaints are that I don't talk about it enough, actually, which is... Okay, can you guys fix your complaints? Here's my complaint. Your complaints are wrong. <laughs> so, you know, I think that deep down inside that you enjoy this talk because it enlightens you on a subject that you, sure, don't give a shit about, but something you know nothing <laughs> about either. So in the back no, of your head, fine. you're like, I like new information, even if it's about it's Kendall fun. Jenner banging it's... everybody in the NBA. Yes, right? especially that was really useful. But before... We get to the NBA talk, which I did not write that down. It was more of a surprise for Cinderin. Uh, let's do our patron shout-outs. Of course, everybody that's yes. in the In Bruges tier will get a shout-out every single episode. So thank you to the following. Christopher Strong, TI in New Zealand, which, by the way, would be incredible. Uh, Zan <laughs> Xavier. Suns fan Pudge Omega Lol. So can I ask you a question about emotes before we go further, Cinderin? Because I'm sure. not as educated as you. Uh, mm -hmm. Omega lol, does that just mean like lol times two, essentially? Is that all it means? It's a lol with a wide open, unnaturally open mouth. I can send you a picture of it. Haven't I'm you not seen it asking you what it, I'm not asking what it looks like. I'm saying, I'm asking uh. what it means. It just means lol times two. Like it's a bigger lol. It's just a very big lol. It just means very funny. Very lol. Okay, so I guess it's appropriate considering my Pudge win rate is 45%, despite being my most played here. Pretty accurate. Also, thank you to Nate Thicko 01 Ham Scrotes. Bacon. I feel like I just described Twitch emotes to my mom. That <laughs> was a boomer moment, I won't lie. I'm not a big emote guy, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, bacon. No, not that bacon. The other bacon. Okay, should have read this one beforehand. Performing <laughs> cock and ball torture in the middle of a football game. <laughs> Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> there uh, has to be a story behind this one. <laughs> yes, tell us your story each each week. Thank you to Lick, Shark TM, Hoey988, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, Change Will Happen, Poop Feast 420, and In an Average Lifetime, the average American receives 31 prank phone calls. Danes can't afford one. Thank you. <laughs> That's actually just the dumbest name. We had that last week, too. <laughs> It's so stupid. Um, ben Broomhead pronounces in Bruges as in Bruges. Ben Jackson pronounces it correctly. Dop. Vila Chosnik Garlic. Parenthesis Team Broomhead. Fane. Underscore man. Ben Jackson is a known liar. Of course Ben Broomhead pronounces in Bruges correctly, for he is tremendously and overwhelmingly cool. There's <laughs> like a little bit of a disconnect there between the big words, and then it ends with cool. <laughs> Pitch Black, Fellowship of the Ping, Terry Tip, Wooden Aftertaste, Dun Talk, The Coward, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, and Ronnie Keel, to finish us off, as always. Thank you guys so much for being there every week as in Bruges tier for the podcast. And of course, like we like to say, if you guys are listening and you want to chip in and support the podcast, best way to do it 
uh, patreon.com slash we say things. There's different supporting tiers where you can chip in and get something in return. So thank you guys very much. Thank you very much. Everybody. For the love. Now the let's love transition to what everybody's here for. The NBA Cinderin. Uh, it's yes. getting wild and crazy. I want to talk about one specific team, the Houston okay. Rockets. Okay. They have just been eliminated from the NBA playoffs. They have a very interesting storyline, okay? What's their logo? First off, what is their logo? It is actually not a rocket anymore. It's just an R that looks kind of like a rocket. Was it ever salad? What? Isn't Isn't there a type of salad in the U.S. called rocket? Not, I don't eat salad. Do does it look like I eat salad? Actually, Rocket salad. salad. Is that what? arugula? You just wait. What? What are you talking about? Okay, I'm gonna continue this. Ugh, I don't even know how to get back on track after that horrible, horrible. Rocket salad with balsamic dressing and shaved parmesan. Mm, that sounds delicious. Anyway, the Rockets have been eliminated center by the much hated LA type Lakers. Of but called arugula in the U.S. and Canada. Have you seen? God, I hate you. Have you seen the player named James Harden? Have you, do you know what he he looks like? He has a giant beard. You had lettuce. It. Some people might think I'm it look, looks like burnt lettuce. Sure, James very Harden. ash. I have seen this. Yes. Okay. It it could definitely be eaten with some dressing. So they're they're looked at as kind of the second version, if you want to call it, of the Phoenix Suns when we used to do a very high-paced offense. They're all about analytics. It's all about shooting threes. They're, they have the weirdest culture in which, like, on the floor, all they do is shoot threes. They're undermanned. It's like, that's it. It's brain dead, right? But it's very fast-paced. Undermanned? Undermanned. Sorry, undersized. Their tallest player is like six seven, which means nothing oh, to you. I'm realizing. Underman sounds like a true challenge. You like play with you less players than would the enemy be, team. You would be about the height of most of the players on their starting lineup. Let's just say that. That's I'm pretty tall. short for the NBA. For the I'm NBA. tall. Hello. For a normal person, you're tall. Okay. Uh, anyway, their season ended, and they were actually uh, they had a pretty decent chance of beating the Lakers, but as you know, they're in the bubble center, and something happened again in the bubble. One of their players, uh, the sixth man, I can't even remember his name because you know, it doesn't matter at this point, he got in trouble because he invited a lady that was not on his list to come in the bubble to have sex with, okay? Now, the reason this is a problem is because, first of all, he has a wife, <laughs> and it was it became yeah. public knowledge to everybody that he invited this woman that was in his room for three hours. And as a result, he was just ejected from the bubble and he didn't get to play any more games. And it really ruined the chemistry for the Rockets, or at least that's what they say. And they lost as a result. So what are your thoughts on that? I think he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh so that is no the... <laughs> offense, of course, to no. other idiots. He might probably—he's probably worse than an idiot. No so, offense to the pol- adulterers. Apologies out there, to but... idiots. This guy is worse. Yes. So the Rockets are out. The Lakers are in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, God, it's going to be bad when they win. I'm going to be—that's going to be one of the longest rants in we say things history. So, with that, let's get started with the actual episode, which basically nothing happened this week. So we're going to headline by. This would have been headline no matter what, actually. Sir Action Slacks, Cinderin, is having a baby. He had sex with the right woman. Yay! He had sex with a woman, his wife, of course. The right woman. That's right. He's not ejected from the bubble. Correct. And they are due, I believe, in December, I think he was saying. Yep. Now, do you know what the name of the child will be? It's a boy, by the way. This is not a joke. I had a conversation with him months ago, and at mm-hmm. first I thought he was joking, but now it's, it's official. Do you know the name of the give, child? Give me the first letter. T. Please tell me it's not techies. No, it's not techies. Okay, good. <laughs> well, keep good. in mind that his wife would have to agree to the name, so he had to go through some hoops to make it work the way he wanted, of course, right? Uh, Tinkerbell. No. 
It's a it's a boy again. Um, Trash so, from NA. Close. Anyway, the name, first name, and this is not going to sound funny at first, okay? okay? I believe he said that his favorite... <laughs> I don't know how much of bullshit this is. He said his favorite president was Theodore Roosevelt, okay? Okay. A.K.A. Teddy. So the name is Theodore, yeah. A.K.A. Teddy. Mm-hmm. Middle name. Can you guess his middle name? <laughs> Give me the first letter. R. It would be really funny if it was Roosevelt. It's not, <laughs> it's not <laughs> Roosevelt, although that would be perfect. So his his dog's name is what? Rue. Okay. He did not name the son Rue, thankfully. But been fun it too. is a name that he uses for Rue at times, and that's how he got away with naming, uh, with the middle name, in honor of his dog. Rexy, what's the next word? That comes after Rexy. Also starts with an R. Rexar. No, it's actually just Rex. Oh, okay. So can you give me the initials now? Or what his nickname should be in school? Can you figure this one out? Uh, TR? What's the nickname, though? Theodore Rex. T-Rex. Oh, I see. There you go, Cinder. He did it. God. He's <laughs> we got there in the end. He did it. T- that is so slacks. Imagine growing up and your name is T-Rex. How fucking badass is that? That is oh, I was gonna... <laughs> That I wasn't is incredible. Sure if that was going to be your narrative that it was badass. You, know, you don't think it would be good? I, I feel like it would, it would definitely... I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I kind of think bullies will find a way to bully about everything. So but who, the people that are your friends right. will think it's cool, and the people that think you're a jerk will make it uncool, right? I no mean, matter what your name can is. Can you so. make T-Rex uncool, though? It's the baddest, badass dinosaur of all time. Everybody loves T-Rex. It's not like you're thinking of Barney. That's technically a raptor. The most badass dinosaur of all up. time. Yes. Well, that... If yes. he if he lifts weights and has T Rex arms, then he'll have a little bit of an issue, right? That's the only <laughs> only negative side to that. But that is amazing. So yeah, congratulations. Chad just said if he has small hands, he will be bullied so hard. Yeah, that's true. You, you got to think ahead like that. That's true. But we we're th- we're trying to think positive here, Cinder. All right, I'm really. It's happy very it's very Slex like though to put an Easter egg in his house <laughs> name. Yeah. So, the lore, like the lore of his I mean, son. I per- I personally like it. I think I think it's funny and cute basically yeah. to do something like that. So, that's cool. So, congratulations to Slacks and his wife on the upcoming Yay! baby. Uh he is I believe he said he is going to be a stay-at-home dad for a little bit until I think he said like March, so he'll be streaming Wait, a so lot more. Wait, so you said they already know it's a boy, right? Yes. So they didn't do some sort of Stupid fucking gender reveal, right? They did, I believe. Oh. I I think he actually sent me a video, but it was super low quality. Uh, but he actually was gender telling reveals me reveals generally are, yes. Right. Well, the gender reveal... So it's actually funny because there's two different cultures here. You, you know Slacks as we know him. Mm-hmm. And then his mm-hmm. wife is just totally different. And she has her own crowd. And he has to kind of fit in right. with them at times. I so see. something that he actually wanted to do for a gender reveal, but obviously was shut down. Uh, is have a balloon filled with the color of the baby, whether it's blue or uh, pink in this case, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted it green, to surprise green, and then he would get really mad at his wife and claim that she slept with an alien or something like that. I can't remember the exact storyline, <laughs> but it was going to be ridiculous. <laughs> you bitch! Something around, something along God, the man, why would she shut that down? That's so good. I mean that would be good for a stream, but maybe in real life. No, it would it just be good out. in general. <laughs> All right. Anyway, congratulations to them. Looking forward to that baby. Uh playing a lot of techies, I'm sure. Yeah. So first thing on the agenda, Cinderin, in terms of yeah. this actually occurred while I was streaming last week before the podcast. Oh. So it's a little bit over a week now. But BSJ made a video talking about Dota Culture or NA Dota Culture to be specific. So what happened was he was at Omega League and he was making some negative comments about uh, certain. It was 
he was casting EU games, obviously, but kind of negging, mm-hmm. as you want to call it, uh, NA Dota a lot, right? Right. And he since has apologized for that because um, it upset a lot of people. But then he made this video, which I found really, really interesting. Um, he says that he was wrong in kind of talking negatively about them, but at the same time, it was more out of frustration because he didn't realize how different playing EU pubs were versus NA, because he actually spent a lot of time in Ukraine. Um, So he basically boiled down to NA culture is just super toxic, which if we've talked about this before and it's always been a thing, but I think maybe a lot of times we encompass Dota as a whole as being toxic, but NA is definitely a different beast, right? You have... A lot of players with big egos, they give up early a lot in games, which is something he really broke down uh, in being a huge difference. Mm Because you can be toxic in EU, but you still won't give up as often, at least, uh, as NA. Breaking items, feeding down mid, and Mm -hmm. obviously the personalities in NA don't really help with that because they kind of perpetuate the toxicity. So what were your thoughts on this? Um, So I haven't played that much in NA, but I've played like at least a set of games. Uh, but I don't know if my sample size is really big enough. I don't know what his sample is in Europe at this point. Basically a month of Dota, I would say, right? He was there for a month. First of all, like, it, it's it's an average thing, right? It's about, it, you play 10,000 games, where do you have the better experience? I would definitely say I would expect to have the best experience in EU over NA, for sure. Uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, the average game is better. And that's because our player pool is much bigger. So the matchmaking algorithm can make games where the players are closer to each other in average skill, which means the chance of people getting frustrated with each other on average is lower because the game quality is just closer. Whereas in NA, let's say you have a smaller player pool, then you need to fetch more players that are not as good in order to generate games Mm. uh, of a certain quality, right? Um, That is definitely a big part of the frustration in a lot of games, also in Europe, where people give up or get frustrated or break their items, whatever you want to call it, a lot of the times it stems from top 50 player has to lane with rank 1500 player. In top 50 player's mind, rank 1500 player made three or four crucial mistakes. Fuck this game, you know? Um, That is more likely to happen in NA. I think, uh, at least my experience when playing there, was that the games were very, very spread in MMR uh, just because of their lack of players. Um, That's the first thing. Then the toxic nature. I mean, maybe... I can't speak to this about, like, the overall cultural, like, attitude people have to video games. Like, maybe there's something there. Um, People love scapegoating. I think from what I've heard or remember, people loved scapegoating the South Americans in NA in their pub games when the South Americans were queuing on their server. Mm. In Europe, people love scapegoating the Russians. And I think the common thing in those two cases is they speak a language you don't understand, so they become easy targets. Yeah, um, They're just alien, you know? So then it's... I think people have an easier time justifying treating them like shit, which is obviously stupid, but that's what people do. Um I will say the biggest cultural difference I've noticed in Europe is, and this is definitely a cultural difference where there's a big disconnect. I think we've talked about this many episodes ago. Uh, I think Russian online culture, when it comes to language use, they throw around slurs that are more aggressive a lot more because I think part of the culture is cuss words are less, are perceived less intensely. But then when you translate them and you use them in an international context, you come off as a massive asshole, whereas in Russia, maybe you were just a regular asshole. <laughs> um, and that can, make, that can make a pretty big difference. So I think that's something where there's a bit of a cultural disconnect. I don't know if there's something similar in NA. Um, don't know, simply. But definitely not... It definitely doesn't make things better that there's this negative feedback loop, right? Where it's like, a, it's a top-down thing. It trickles down. If the top of the top break their items, give up on stream or in their games, whether they stream or not, whatever. Like, if the top people do it, it will spill down. And you can say it's not their responsibility. And there's, like, different arguments, right? Like, should they care about that? Isn't it people's own decisions that they should be making? Uh, Is it your fault if a 3K Mm -hmm. player breaks his items? Is it Mason's fault because he broke items on his stream once? You know, 
Like people should be able to think for themselves and make their own decisions and have their own personalities. They don't need to copy. But obviously there is a spill. Um, so I don't know. Overall, I would I would say when I've seen highlights or lowlights, whatever you want to call it, of NA where the game starts and people just teleport mid and feed and run down mid, that happens anecdotally way less frequently in Europe. Right. So I'm not I think BSJ is probably right, but I don't know which conclusion he came to what the cause of the problem is and how you fix it. But well, I, I have agree. a I think he mentioned this as well, and this is this was my theory in addition. Um mm-hmm. NA culture, not even video games. I think NA culture is actually what NA American culture is kind of the problem, where and we're seeing it a lot more with like stuff that's going on politically, which we won't get into, obviously. But there is a certain level of ego and arrogance that a lot of Americans have, and I, you know, I'm American, well, half, I guess, but I lived overseas, so I can see a different perspective. So I definitely don't. I'm not on this, you know. I'm not somebody that's never left a country, which a lot of Americans are kind of in that boat. But right. they they have this this it it's like a holier than thou attitude. They feel like they're just better than people, um, mm-hmm. and that is you know not great. It comes off very toxic by nature, um, and I feel like that stems into. I mean, just look at pretty much. I know it's not for all of them, but pretty much any esport. Is NA in any of them, like just arguably or not, uh, is objectively the best? Like maybe Smash, but that is a whole shit show in itself of the issues they have. But like any of these esports, is is NA ever the best consistently? Uh, They were consistently no. In CSGO, Team Liquid was the best for half a year, I think. But they're not the best anymore. No. In CSGO. Who? Team Liquid. Team Liquid no. were really good after the Astralis like insane year. Okay, maybe maybe okay. I'm really a, I'm like, gonna say this. I but... I've basically been in an FPS coma for the last decade, so I'm not gonna be up to date. Okay. But I just remember Liquid being good for NA, but they were never the best. I could be horribly wrong. Um, but that's yeah. I'm not sure about that. All right. And then but, I don't know anything about Valorant. Maybe they're good at that. But well, like. They the seem culture, good, but it's hard to say culture, how they match up versus EU because of the corona. We can't really have lands yeah, yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest culture that NA has compared to Europe is definitely console. So I would imagine something like Call of Duty, you might be the best, or uh, <laughs> oh, fighting God. games. I think fighting games, just in general, not just Smash. When I, when I watch that, there's a lot more NA players than Western. Oh, yeah, when I say Western, I mean uh, Europe. We uh, did a... We did a LAN in, where was it? Montreal. It was a Dota LAN. And I don't even think I was casting. I just visited just to have fun. Um, But -hmm. they had a Gears of War tournament there. Your Call of Duty thing reminded me of that. I have never personally seen more toxic behavior in my entire life. Gears of War, it's like a bunch of 14, 15-year-olds just using racial slurs, constantly screaming Mm -hmm. at each other across the room. Like, holy shit, man. That is mega toxic. Um, but anyway, back, back to the topic. Like I, I came to the U S to live permanently. I'd been back and forth during the summer. So it's not like I'd never been to the U S but came to live permanently when I was 10 and it was a big culture shock. And a lot of it, which I didn't realize until a few years ago, maybe was just the arrogant nature of people and the ignorance where they just feel like their culture is superior for some reason. I never understood that because, you know, I lived Um, in a literal third world country where I knew things weren't that great, but I appreciated you know, certain cultural differences between that and the U.S. or other places I visited. Uh, but... Do you think it has something to do with the way you're raised in this patriot way? Yes, the like, patriotism is weird. I find it really You think weird. that is the prime root of this? If you want to talk about the root of e- the evil, if we want to call this an evil. You know, there's a difference between being proud of your country and being an asshole about it, right? Like I, yeah. for example, I love my country. I love Denmark. I think Denmark does a lot of things right. There's nowhere I would rather live than the country that I live in right now. So I'm really happy with it. But that doesn't mean I have to belittle everyone else and feel like we're the greatest ever or whatever. Like we make mistakes and we do some things right. Uh, it's good for me. It's not the best country for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just I'm happy and proud of it. But it's not something I would 
you know, throw around like we're the best ever. Every well, maybe other it has is stupid and bad, I, you know. I've thought about this in the past as well, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but ever since you know World War II, I think the U.S. has been considered the the I don't want to say best, the powerhouse of the entire world, right? right. It's been basically like eighty the cultural years powerhouse of that. for sure. Like, and it's inspired. I feel so like much that kind of gets into people's heads mm-hmm. after a while, right? Like I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody that was in that war is basically dead or just mega, mega old at this at this stage. So you don't have the same perspective. I mean, we've lost, like the Vietnam War was a complete disaster. We literally lost that, but people don't really... I mean, if you ask the, a random American what happened to Vietnam War, they'll think that we just, yeah, just got sick of it or they have never even heard of it. I mean, there's, who knows at this stage. But yeah. it's just weird. It's just a weird mentality that I never truly understood. Now we're starting to see it, you know, come to forefront. And it, feel like it does spill into esports a bit this ego where you're thinking you're just better than people um and it's weird i don't know I, the problem is i don't but even again, know how you would fix that at this at this state you know again it's something to remember that it's always about the individuals right if you're from na you're not by default an asshole and you're not by default full of yourself and have the biggest ego ever for no reason and just like players from Europe vary on a huge spectrum of mega ego to almost no ego, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it's, again, I'm just thinking about the average. Like, is it just because we have a few select people that are very much in the spotlight that are uh, doing things that we think are a problem or have big egos or whatever, and then that misrepresents the region entirely because the pool, like we talked about, is relatively small, so very few people can skew it a lot, whereas Europe is really big in terms of players. So, you know, you get a more broad variety. Or is there genuinely a bigger problem here? Um, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's easy to say and point to two or three examples. Uh, if, let's say, let's say top NA Dota is 100 people and top Europe Dota is 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. then a few bad eggs will poison the smaller pool a lot more, right? Um, yeah, that's true. I, I don't I don't know like if it how much worse it actually is. Like we're painting it like this huge cultural picture that's terrible compared to whatever. Uh but like uh <clears throat> well I think it's I, I, f- I, would... I feel like it's kinda Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I would just say I feel very strongly and I know it I'm not a big fan of blanketing statements, but on average, if you mm-hmm. <laughs> if you take an American versus pretty much anybody else, any other country, uh, chances are the American's going to be a little bit more ignorant, uh, less open-minded. And I think mm-hmm. that that kind of spills over into every aspect of life, um, which is, you know, it's sad, especially considering that you're right. Like from a culture's perspective, at least for the last God knows how many years, we've been uh, the forefront of everything like in terms of like hollywood uh esports is very global that's the beautiful thing about it i think just being open yeah. to other cultures really helps and for whatever reason i think the average american just just doesn't travel you know but pretty expensive i guess you can go to mexico or canada i mean true it's something true but yeah anyway so I don't really have a solution to this. I feel like it's too far gone. I'm maybe a little jaded in this subject, but NA Dota feels... I mean, even in Han, it was kind of the same thing. It's not like it's changed. It, Ten years ago, it was literally the exact same thing, but in a different game. Uh, just super toxic, uh, holier-than-thou attitude and whatnot. I think what just what gives a better view on it is if you had like a subset of people. Let's say you had 10 people play 1,000 games in NA and 1,000 games in Europe and then give their verdict, right? Because this is one person talking about his experience for a couple of weeks. Um, and he might very well be right. I'm not saying he's wrong, but it's obviously... There's a, quite a lot of pros that play both EU and NA. Like Arteezy practiced a lot on Europe because he needed to play Europe tournaments from NA now during the... Corona lockdown. He was playing in the Omega League. Um, I think players like Zai and Crit have played a lot of both EU and NA pubs. So it'd be really interesting to hear some more perspective. Like I can give my two cents, but I think the number of total games I've played on NA servers is probably less than fifty. Mm. So uh, it's like it's so easy to just have a couple of bad experiences and this just be like this sucks, right? Um, or be lucky and have a lot of great games, and then that's also a misrepresentation. So 
But and, it's an interesting topic. I think yeah. <clears throat> if we have multiple people who played a lot in, every, in each region, kind of like talk about it and figure out what the problem is. The question is, what can we do about it? Like, can Valve do anything? Is it something we can do in the game, or is it all outside? Man, I need to. Yeah, I have no idea <laughs> if there's ever. I mean, if there's a solution, it, it's not like it's a quick fix either way, right? Uh, but I was just thinking about this. I didn't realize realize this until now, but I think the reason, like, when I'm a fan of somebody, whether it's a basketball player, even a Dota player, anybody, the biggest quality that I, even friends, Cinder, and you're a great example of this, the thing that I rank the highest on my tier list of qualities in a person is they're being humble by nature. Like, if I go back to my favorite players of all time, Steve Nash, which you've heard of, he, he's just so mm -hmm. different than every other player because he's very humble. He wants to help everybody. He wants to be a team player. And I think GH. the reason... Yeah, GA, I mean, there's there's plenty of Dota players that are like that. but Yeah, there are uh, quite a lot of Dota players, actually. Interestingly uh, enough, com <laughs> contrast what we just said. Yes, not an NA, though. That's for damn sure. But I think that's the, re the reason that I uh, value that so much is because it's something that lacks in the American culture in general. Like, that's not something you see very mm -hmm. often. Somebody just being humble. So, yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize that until now. But anywho... Uh, moving on to the next topic, SCCC is taking a break. Cinder, I'm just going to read a quick quote from an article. Uh, SCCC, his former team, Aster, announced last month that the player decided not to renew his contract with the organization and with many of the top contenders from the Chinese scene also undergoing roster changes. The fans were expecting to see him in a new jersey this month. However, in a stream session from last night, he announced that he will actually take a competitive break as his negotiations with a new team reached a deadlock. He didn't disclose the names of those who he negotiated with, but he said that parts involved could not reach a compromise. Obviously, we don't really have that much information. Mm -hmm. um, can't say I'm too surprised, considering there's no DPC plan in place as of yet. So right. there's no real reason to be employing players for teams if they're not under contract already, right? That's the way I look at it, at least. Yeah. I, I mean, it's also the wording could mean multiple different things, right? It could mean that he was trying to negotiate a higher salary than they were willing to pay him. So it was from an org perspective. It could be that he was in talks with teams, but they found another player that fit better with their ideology. Um, if it just says negotiations like that, especially if it's translated from Chinese, right? Like we can speculate what this actually means. Um, but one thing's for sure, when SCCC is on, he's really fucking good. And I'm pretty sure we'll see him later on next year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the worst time to take a break. I think something that it's in the article, too, is that he's going to move to another city that's cheaper. He hasn't spent his money from TI... What was it? TI7 that Newbie got second? Uh, hasn't bought a house or anything. And he's just been living in Shanghai, which has been expensive. So <clears throat> he wants to save up some more cash, which is, you know, a wise move. Nothing wrong with that. Yes, that's what um, people should do. Yeah. But often do not. But yeah, don't know. Uh... It's kind of the reason I'm a little bit uncertain about the wording is that we don't really hear many stories out of China like that, where a player was not signed by a team and therefore takes a break because the contract could not be reached, mm. uh, like terms that both sides agreed to. It's so unprecedented that it just makes me wonder if that's the, the case. Like maybe it happens a lot and we just don't hear about it. And it's because it's SCCC who had really high demands. And then it's a special case because of that. But considering... We have tons of stars in China that have played for many different orgs in the last year or two. Uh, this is kind of an outlier for Can me. Can you say that word so again? T-O-N. Ton? It's interesting. Very interesting pronunciation, Sindarin. What do you say? Ton. Ton. What do you, what do you say for W-O-N? One. One. So I want a ton of tunnels. <laughs> Wait, say W-O-N again? One. Just like the number one. Okay, so you say one, but you say ton. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah, wonton. <laughs> I, I like wontons. I'm not going to lie. They're delicious. Mm. No, it's just it's one of those things that uh, it's usually Asian. Like Brax, my girlfriend, a bunch of friends that I've had in the past, they, they've said wan and ton, and I've said one and ton, and they're... We're both blown away that it's the, <laughs> that people use uh, both both ways, but you right. mix and match. Very interesting, Cinderin. I like it. You've you've stolen from every culture, it seems. 
Yeah, I'm a thief. The, a the cultural Danish thief way. Because I'm from Denmark. We don't have our own, so we need to take it from others. Uh, Basically what the Vikings did. That is true. It's in your blood. Yeah. So the battle pass ends on September 19th, which as of this recording is in four days. Where's the Immortal 3? Will the deadline for the battle pass be extended? What's going on with this thing? What's Val going to do here? Huh? You tell me, Sindarin, what's happening I with this. Give me the inside info, buddy. I hate you. I hate you. Give me that inside info, please. <laughs> uh, Thoughts? Well, we obviously have no idea. Uh, I'm assuming Immortal 3 will be coming out today or tomorrow, most likely. Oh, um, so you do have inside info. Good. Thank no, you. I don't. I'm just assuming. Ice Frog, if you're a, watching this, he leaked your conversation but... live. On podcast. Will the deadline be extended? I don't know. Like, I find this whole situation to be, like, it's awkward and it's frustrating and it's interesting at the same time. It's like, it's <laughs> awkward because we don't really know what's going on and both sides are kind of, like, the community especially is is writing a lot of shit at Valve and Valve <laughs> are just staying quiet for the most part. Yeah. And it's frustrating because I have to read through so much of this. Like, there's so many... I don't know if frustrating is the right word, actually. I don't really well, It's not like anything else is happening. A, Let's be real. There's just a lot of drama about this yeah, that is. could be, you know, talking about maybe other things in Dota than that. Mm. But this is what people are focused on, which is very telling, of course. Um, oh, there's posts about the new player And then the whole but... deadline thing is really, like... <clears throat> It's been extended already, right? This is like two weeks later. It's been extended already. I think Immortal 3 was supposed to come out last week on Friday or something, right? Wasn't that what they said, that they were aiming for that? Or am I mixing it up with something else? I don't remember. They just said in a couple weeks, whenever that was. Okay. If they didn't give like an expected time, then people are just making up their own expected times in their minds. And then they're disappointed when it's not there when they thought it should be there, basically. Um. I don't know. I feel like this battle pass, there's just some question marks. Like, stuff is getting released almost at the end at this point. Um, what are they going to do with the prize pool for the following TI? They've announced that they're expecting TI to be in August next year. What are, what's the next battle pass going to be? What are the ideas? Maybe they don't have to answer that, but like this battle pass just has this you know uncertainty to it in many ways. Um, yeah. I guess the thing that's for certain is that this battle passes prize pool does go to the co- upcoming TI. Um, but yeah, we've talked about like what's happening with the next one. That's I guess that's beside the point. Um, do you think it should be extended or do you not care? So the I think the argument behind extending it is, mm-hmm. let's say they come out with it like a day before. You open a bunch of chests and then you don't really have much time to level up right. more if you want to get more or if you want to you know, put a little bit more money in to yeah. I mean, it's to definitely Valve. in their own interest to <laughs> extend it, right? Right. I mean, they've made. I think so. We already At broke least the by record. A week. Like right. you can extend it for too long, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I mean, they have to announce something this week. Obviously, is Treasure Three the only thing missing? They didn't do a trove this I year, think so because yeah, there they was said no, no trove. I mean, everything. Uh, the announcer pack was like the last one before the Immortals, right? So, yeah, and that came out done more than a week ago. Right? Yeah, so that should be should be it. Okay, well, I we'll think have the reason to wait Immortal Three isn't out yet is that they're spending a lot of time and energy on the new player experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> next thing, hey, if they come out the new, okay, if they come out the Immortals tomorrow. People are going to stop complaining mm-hmm. for what? 24 hours? Less? There's going to be threads about the new player experience? Like, yep. God knows what else they're going to come up with. So it's just at this rate. Now, actually, this is an interesting question, not to extend this conversation. Do you think listening? So we both agree that Valve listens to Reddit. Mm-hmm. That's of their course. main source. Do you think that's yeah. a net negative or positive? Because now it's become very whiny, right? Which is kind of what people yeah. expected years ago. And it, it's not like they're trying to hide it anymore. They're definitely reading Reddit all the time and taking uh, their criticism to heart. Right. Is it a good or a bad thing overall? I think it's case by case, which sucks because, but I mean, it's just natural, right? I think 
in some instances, Reddit thinks it knows a lot more than it does. And in other instances, it actually might know as much as it thinks it does. Mm. Like, uh, depending on the topic, I, I think one of the things you just said, which was really important, is that it's become so whiny, right? I was going to ask you or talk about the same thing, that I wish the feedback was way more in a constructive nature and less as an entitled and whiny nature. Because I really mm. feel like the discourse has changed over the last like multiple years on the subreddit where it used to be constructive feedback and discussing not necessarily no memes or, you know, I, I like the memes. I like that Reddit's having fun and it's fucking around and it's not like a super serious forum for only very well formulated constructive feedback. Like it's fine that there's something that's edgy and whiny and some sort of memes, but it's just, it's just overwhelming at this point. How many posts are just flat out complaints. It's just complaints, complaints, complaints. So, what How ends much? up happening is, I think, for a lot of Valve people, you have to make the choice. Do you read through all of this whining every day to get your feedback, or are you just like, fuck it, you know? Like, imagine that's your work day, and you come in as a programmer or whatever here, and you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out what the community wants, and it's just a hundred different threads of people whining about different things that aren't in the game that you aren't working on. Uh, you're doing a bad job. This is what you should be doing. How is it possible this isn't finished? How are you not doing this, that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know then we're back to the classic discussion of do Valve not have enough people working on this game, internal structure, whatever. Um, but uh, do you feel the same way? Like, if you to, thought back some years that the threads, like the quality on average was just better? So there is a level of entitlement, but I think I, I think it does go a little too far, but... I think some of it is warranted because sure, we are funding the battle pass, right? So there, right. it's not like so. There's some things like if they were working on you know some other game mode for some other you know event that wasn't bad, like funded by the battle pass, then mm -hmm. I think it would be way overboard what the community is doing. But that's not really the case, right? Right. Um, but you're right; it's become a little too negative lately. That's for damn sure. Uh, but I also think that stems from the fact that there's just no communication. So what else can you do but right. complain? Like, if you had a community but, manager, that wouldn't feel like that wouldn't be. If if anything, the negativity would be directed to the community manager. It's one person taking the fall. There's right? different theory, ways of complaining, though, right? That's what I mean. Like, I think people are completely in the right in complaining if they are paying for stuff and it's not being delivered or it's being in poor quality, just like the Roshan statuettes last year or two years ago or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was different than advertised. Um, I've just found that lately the tone is just so... It's like people are trying to rally against Valve and slay the demon or something. <laughs> A lot of people are. like The number of posts that I read lately with Valve should just let other people run the game. They don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. Like, ex like just get somebody else to do it or... Just, just, just do this, just do that. Like, it's really simple and not a problem, whatever. Uh, I mean, it, it's and then you have the issue. other side of people that say Valve can do no wrong, which is just as bad, that are like, no, it's fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's somewhere in between, right? They're making mistakes, mm. and they're doing some things right, but people love to be extremely polarized on it. Like, literally, Valve is like literally Hitler or literally God in some people's <laughs> minds, and they don't hesitate to talk about that. It, um, the grass is always greener, though, right? And I've actually found yeah. myself being a little overly negative about Valve as well, uh, especially since uh, Riot released Valorant, because I've been playing the shit out of that game, as we've talked about many a time. Mm -hmm. And I really like the approach that Riot is taking, because it's completely and utterly different than Valve. But it comes with its negatives as well, right? Like the, the fact that you have to either grind or buy agents to be able to play them. That's completely stupid and ridiculous. The fact that they come out with patches... Uh, like, for example, Dota might have a, you know, an imbalance here, imbalance there. Typically mm -hmm. speaking, there's not not a hero that's going to be completely and utterly broken for literal months. I feel like that doesn't really happen. Like, mm -hmm. beyond belief overpowered. Obviously, there's going to be overpowered heroes. But for Riot, it just feels like everything is like a month delayed in just very basic balance things that you could fix in literally a day. 
Uh, because they have to press out so much so fast, right? right. Well, yeah. Be- I mean, they have bureaucracy issues, right? Because you got a million people working there. So it's actually the opposite issue of Valve. So, I mean, I've been saying, you and I have been saying this for years. I wish Valve was in between what Valve is and what Riot is. That would be the perfect balance. You get the best of both worlds in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but ain't happening. So, well, is there a game studio that is that? I mean, if you look at Blizzard, they're the literal worst of both categories. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, is Epic? Maybe it's just impossible. I, I don't know how Epic is. It. I won't lie. I don't know anything you about can't Epic. Can't do it. But I'm, there's um, probably somebody, but not nobody that's enormous. Like EA, right. they're garbage. They're the biggest money grubbers of all time. Uh, I'm trying to think of any others. But anyway, that's a story for or a topic for another day. Let's move on uh, to non-Dota-related stuff. Twitch, apparently, I'm going to read their tweet, Cinderin, mm-hmm. from Twitch support. Starting today, we'll be testing automated mid-roll ads for some viewers. These ads will directly support the creator and won't run if the viewer has had an ad break in that channel recently. Your feedback is welcomed to help shape this feature. This sounds god-awful. Yes. God awful. What were they thinking? So I have a theory of why this is happening. I think they signed uh-huh. like a giant... I, I'm going to butcher the terminology here. I think they signed a giant contract years ago uh, with ad agencies, maybe? Basically what uh, populates like the, the advertisements on a channel, right? Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, they forced or tried to enforce streamers to do put ads up all the time which a lot of people still don't do myself included you know the smaller channels at least mm-hmm. um but now this is a way to force them to do that and of course i i can't imagine this not happening in the middle of action at times like how do they even yeah. program that to not be the case it sounds horrible so okay since we both agree this is terrible let's talk about what you could do instead if you feel like as Twitch, the streamers need to run more ads. Like, what are better strategies? Because clearly, this will suck. Mm. People are watching a channel live. There's about to be something cool happening. The streamer hasn't played ads for an hour or an hour and a half, whatever. And now it just slaps on an automated ad in the middle of action. And people are going to fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. And the who does it reflect poorly on? is not just Twitch. It reflects poorly on the streamer, too. Yeah, A lot of people will not know that it's automated. They won't know. And it's just, yeah, it's just a bad look overall. It's just bad. Um, So I think there's a couple of options that you can do. Um, Twitch could, for example, if they want to be aggressive with this, they could give a notification to the streamer saying, you have to play an ad in the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. Then the streamer himself can choose, okay, this is the moment where... I feel like in within my control, I can predict the best that this is the best time to run an ad. And you can tell people in advance that it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. That's already an improvement that it doesn't just get slapped on for no reason. Uh, a less aggressive way is to give like, you know, like how Dota does. I don't know if you know this, but if you play Dota in China, it will give you a warning from time to time how long you've been playing because they have like government regulation to warn you that you don't play too much. Yep. Uh, you could have something like that that pops up on your dashboard. It's like, you have not played an ad for an hour. Remember to play ads. I think that already would go a long way. It would do something for me, for example. I think I would play more ads if I got a reminder. It's also a conscious choice a lot of the time that I'm not playing ads, but at the same time, sometimes I just don't think about it as much as I should, probably, for my own sake. Uh, So that's something you could do. Mm -hmm. Um, What else could you do? Um, So I... I agree with that general sentiment, but it does come with its complications. Number one, what if you don't have your dashboard open? Like you, They'd need to integrate this into OBS, into XSplit, into literally every program that people use. That's the first requirement. Mm-hmm. And then the right. second issue is, what if you're doing a two-hour podcast? How do, you schedule, how do you schedule ads around something like that where there isn't an ad break for something like our show? Uh, and it would just come in the middle of a topic or whatever the case may be. Like, how do we delay it till the end or whatever, you know? Yeah. There's there's weird I little guess, instances that don't make sense to have ads all the time. I guess what Twitch would want was for the podcast to have a break. 
like you would actually throw to a break, which, you know, on radio channels or whatever, sometimes you would go to a break and then come back. Right. It's uh, it's possible, but shows. then you have to but change more, the format of your show. Yeah. Uh, for the VOD, it kind of fucks things up, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's really weird, but it sounds like they absolutely have to do this in order to meet their quota. That's what I'm taking from this. I mean, it says they're testing, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of hopeful that this doesn't just, regardless of outcome <laughs> what if, of the test, just who's get randomly chosen though, Cinderin. Like, I don't know. How angry That's would you be really... finding out that you're the one randomly chosen? That that would suck. Ah, well, at least you make some money. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's. I I've seen some of the feedback on the tweet already with people saying I was in the middle of a quiz and it played an ad, and therefore the viewers that weren't. That, that got that ad were at an inherent disadvantage because they couldn't answer the question because they got an ad in the middle of my quiz. You know? And then they missed the question. It's like, that kind of stuff's just like, like, what the fuck? Like, ima- imagine that on a TV show, right? There's a TV quiz and you're playing for something in this quiz. <laughs> There's just an ad that comes up and when you come back, the question's over and you lost. Like, what the yeah, Get wrecked, noob. People will be fucking furious. This is why people use ad They'll be furious. Like, are we shocked? Yeah, I, okay, so what I'm wondering is Twitch, they have to know that this is bad, right? Like when they implement it. They, there's no way that whoever decided to push this doesn't know what the potential complications are and what it will, how it will affect streams. They know that. So that's a little bit of a bleak outlook. Why are you running with it anyway then? Is it forced? Is it min-maxing profit? Or do you... Do you want to try to run the most, how to say, almost considered like a stress test to see how far you can go and then push back? I think that just gives you more negative PR than anything, right? Like, why not start with a softer version then? Maybe in their minds, this is a soft version because it's not implemented for everybody, but people are going to hate this. The streamers are going to hate it. The viewers are going to hate it. Don't know, man. Yeah, I... I mean, Weird. again, I think it's just a quota thing. They have to do Hope it. Hope I didn't but get chosen. Yeah, God, God help us all. Next topic, uh, Xbox Sex and Xbox S are going to be coming out November 10th, Cinderin. The Xbox S is a new edition. It was actually leaked, and they had to oh. rush out an announcement about it. Uh, it is super tiny and white, and apparently one of the uh, the guy that heads the Xbox department had it in the background of one of his vo- or one of his videos he made months ago as an Easter egg. Uh, it's going. It's not going to have a disk drive at all. It's going to have less memory, and I think, although I couldn't one hundred percent confirm because I didn't do my due diligence on it, it's going to be a little bit less powerful than the Xbox Sex. Uh, How much cheaper is it going to be? It is Half going price, to be right? two. Let me double check. I believe it's two ninety nine. X is four ninety nine. Yeah. Yes. And this is what I did not understand. So the Series S will likely be offered as part of a $25 per month Xbox all-access financing option. What does that mean to you? Does that mean you're paying off the console? Or is that an additional, like, your gold membership, your your live, whatever it's called? I'm assuming that you can choose it as a subscription where you get the console and you get access to games as a subscription. You just keep paying the $25 a month forever, essentially. Probably. Interesting. And as long as you're subscribed, you own the console and you get access to more and more games. Hmm. Um, they've probably done quite a lot of research on this. You know, that's, it's common with things for people to lease everything from a washing machine to a car, right? So they were like, why don't we lease our console and games? Um, there's a good chance that this is actually a good business move. Um, whether I like it or not, I don't know. But it's... There's a good chance that there's a decent amount of people that would use a system like that because they feel like I don't want to shell out three hundred dollars right now, but I can do twenty five a month. You know. No, I can understand. I just I, I don't think I've ever seen that before for a new console. It's uh, pretty it's... unprecedented for video gaming in general, right? We don't have that. You don't really have that with any console, like you said, or any game. Like we have subscriptions in MMOs, for example. Um, so I guess that's the closest there is. Mm, yeah. For show. Okay, well, I can't wait for that console to come out so we can talk about the Xbox sex some more, Cinderin. Very excited (laughs) indeed. 
And then the last topic, uh, you know, just a little casual thing, apparently. Alien life has been potentially been found on Venus, Cinderin. It's not been 100% confirmed. So I read about this a bit. Overall, uh, it's a great way to see if there's life somewhere uh, by being able to trace a thing called phosphine, which is on Earth is a gas we can only make in the lab artificially, or it's more typically one that is found via organic matter. So it's kind of like a sign of life. They believe they found traces of this in the clouds of Venus, Cinderin. Very exciting. I'm not sure how they, how long it's going to be till they actually confirm. But my question to you is, if this is confirmed, obviously it's not like, you know, uh, an intelligent life form or anything like that. If it's confirmed that this is the first life ever uh, found from us outside of Earth, what kind of effect would this have on society, on the public, if any? What, what life, though, right? <clears throat> if there's a what little life? bit of dust that says that there used to be or is, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think the thing that people, the thing that would really be a huge thing is if we found intelligent life all right, right that's a separate question forget that for a second right. we're gonna get to it yeah yeah but you were asking what the reaction will be yeah i don't think like it's obviously going to be a milestone because it's the first time but i don't think it will change a lot it will probably change funding uh mm -hmm. for yeah, more for more research because it gets really like it's exciting what we can find but in the public eye to the average person i don't think this is that big of a difference? I don't know. Like I, some people really care about this. They're like, if there's For like sure. literally the sign of any sort of any life anywhere, it's huge. And then there's others that are like, probably you know looking for aliens, right? Like actually sentient beings. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty exciting because who knows? Like if there's a speck of whatever and it can lead to something, then that end result is really exciting, right? And just some sort of confirmation that we're not. The only ones, but I think we've talked about this before, right? Like you and I both think very strongly that there is sentient life somewhere else, right? Hundred percent, of course. In the universe. Like yeah, when no you consider brain. all the factors, like how huge the universe is and everything. Like what are the odds <laughs> that we're the 100%. only percent? Zero percent. Having 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 traces of life inside our solar system, I think is really interesting. Uh, yeah, that means life is way more I think that was very common. likely that there would not be found. Yeah. No, I... So, so I, I think the reaction, I agree with you, will be uh, lukewarm at best. If mm -hmm. you remember, I, I consider it a big deal that water was found elsewhere. Right. But apparently nobody... <laughs> like, it's from the public perspective, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you know? Like, I thought that they would be a huge celebration. Movies, to be real, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean... Or to not be real. <laughs> I think the last point you made was really, really good. The fact that we, let's just assume that this ends up being actual life forms, or whatever you want to call it, basic life found in a planet in our own solar system is incredible because that means life is actually not that uncommon. So not that there was any question in my mind and a lot of people's minds that there's going to be intelligent life somewhere out there. Uh, but obviously, the next question is, what kind of reaction would there be if intelligent life was found. I feel like we've talked Oof. about this, but yeah, that uh, would be always fun. Else. Like, let's say that tomorrow, we we found out that there was obviously the context is going to be really important, right? How we found out uh, if we're able to communicate. Have you seen? Oh, I was going to ask you if you saw no. a movie, but of course not. Uh, what is that movie called? Arrival. Amazing, amazing movie. If you guys like uh, the space type movies that are more realistic in nature. Um, not like Star Trek, Star Wars type. Things like Interstellar, The Martian, incredible movies. Anywho, uh, that one's really cool in particular because it talks about the Wait, language barrier. Maybe between... I actually have watched this. Oh my. Oh my God. Have I? Arrival. Have you seen Arrival? I just want to hear yes to anything at this stage. Please say it to me. I'm. Um... It has what's her face in it. I'm sure you recognize her. Never remember her name. Redhead. No, I don't think I watched it. Okay, just fucking. I don't think it. so. It was God, just reminding me of 
a movie I probably watched on a plane. You've never know. seen any movie. I, I know the truth of the matter here. Anyway, <laughs> I think it would Just be a disaster that. to find life on intelligently. I think we would fall apart, actually. Um, really? Yeah, I think after seeing what's happening now in just the U.S. Okay, I can't speak for the world. All right, maybe people are more logical. I feel like the U.S. The is US, already alien life. <laughs> the U.S. would just implode. I feel like there's just so much stupidity in general in this country right now that I didn't know existed before. But holy shit, uh, it would not be good for us. I feel. How would it be in Denmark? Would people look at it like a logical human being, like you, robots? Like, oh, very nice to meet you, alien. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it would go? I'm a robot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I that was a compliment, by the way. It's good to be. Yeah. A robot okay. Sometimes. I appreciate it. I think um, if that is what humans consider a compliment, then I appreciate it. Um. How would people react to there being intelligent life? I think the first thing would probably be curiosity. I don't think it would be like fear as much as it would be curiosity. Really? That yeah. there's okay, in America, hundred percent I am one hundred percent sure that is the opposite. Are you sure about that? I mean, I don't know. Like if we discover other life, does that mean they discover us? You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, the context, right. I think people would be more like, oh, there's different, there's alien life found. That's amazing. Like, what do we know about them? Have we communicated with them? Where do they live? What are different, what things are different? Can we learn anything from them? Stuff like that, I think. Hmm. Would probably be more of a thing to talk. I mean, obviously, people would be talking about the other side of it, too. Like, are they going to attack? Like, of course, you're going to imagine that scenario and think about it. But I don't think the predominant first thing would be, we have discovered alien life somewhere, prepare the nuclear launch. You know, I don't think mm -hmm. that that would be, we don't have nukes. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have nukes so, anyway, so you can't, can't have <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. My first reaction to it would definitely be curiosity, but I, don't, I can't speak for everyone. Like, I would just be super curious. Like, right. I don't know what my shit, first reaction you know. would be, but one of them would be curiosity, obviously. I think it would be really cool. Um, okay. Okay. Different question before oh, we finish okay. off on this topic. Imagine, okay, imagine this. This is my mailbag question for you, Shannon. Oh, yes. Good, good. Imagine we discover an alien life form that can communicate with us. Mm -hmm. You can send them one thing to illustrate our lifestyle. What would you give them? Omega lull. Okay. Serious answer. <laughs> <laughs> one picture you said no you can send them a thing right they're like how do you guys live on earth and you can send them a thing in return what so what like do you mean a you thing? were to Anything? illustrate to somebody who's never been on earth before what life on earth is like what thing would you send to illustrate it wow i guess a plant i don't know hmm. i mean plant That's is kind of the root of everything it feels like because my my choice would be totally different, but okay. I don't know if I'm thinking about it right. I would send a smartphone, I think, actually. Oh, I see. So technology. I just feel like I was that's so more basic principles telling to... about our lifestyle, right? Like it says more about how humans are and behave than a plant does, I think, which says more about what the planet is like. Right. So, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. One thing that's quite the restriction, Sindarin. Yeah, it's they like would send us you a big go to blob. an island, you can bring one thing. You know, I, those questions are always so stupidly hard, right? But I just found it interesting. Like, the, even oh, just I know the what I would send. Just okay. the thought experiment of I know what I imagining send. somebody knows nothing about the world, and you had <clears> to show them the world somehow. So a smartphone is, is it, it's kind of the same thing, but mm -hmm. I was thinking it would actually be more targeted if it was like a Kindle. And it had like a bunch of, uh, you know, freaking <laughs> like textbooks, I guess, about our mm -hmm. history. Right. I don't know how they would translate it, but uh, that would yeah definitely be one of the things I would consider. Like smartphone is just like a, you know, it's not like they're gonna have internet over there. They can't look at anything. But a Kindle, you can store Put it. Pictures on it. 
could have books on it. That's true. You could put, I mean, you could put pictures on a Kindle technically. But, <laughs> okay. I like it. All right. Uh, all right. Let's finish with a Patreon mailbag question from Teddy. Uh, what is the most recent meal at a restaurant that you had? What was it and was it good? Would you like to go first? Uh, yeah. So I think, I think the last thing I had at a restaurant was Italian. And man, what did I have? I remember the dessert because it was weird and it was the first time I ever had that. So I'll start with that. The dessert I had was a semifredo. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. It's, it's an Italian dessert that's like half frozen, basically. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. So... It's not like frozen solid, but it's very, very cold. And cutting into it takes a bit of effort. Unlike you know, a regular. Is it cake. a spiral? Does it look no, like a spiral? I, I mean, I don't know. I I guess there's like different ways of presenting it. Okay. Um, it was. It's like a. It's like a. I don't even know how to explain. This was so weird. It was like kind of a cake with what's it called it was again? Pistachios and chocolate and what's the name again? Semi Freddo F R E D D O. You can look it up. I guess that will be a better explanation for you. It's hard to explain. I, I found it very different, actually, than other desserts I've had. Okay. What did I have as my main? Oh, yeah. I had a pizza. Mm -hmm. A four-cheese pizza. Very nice. Wow. Very original, Cinderin. Yeah. Uh, well, I generally don't have that. This is making me incredibly hungry, but <laughs> I actually don't remember because we have not been to a restaurant like sit down restaurant. Oh yeah, since true. before Corona, like it has been literally since February. Damn. Uh, what we, are all the restaurants doing? Are they just closing? No, they do takeout. People do takeout all the time, and they can uh, survive on that. I I all guess. I don't, no, I doubt it. Wow. I bet a bunch of them have probably gone out of business. But I'm just gonna say what my favorite meal is, mm -hmm. which is a restaurant. It's called. There's a few different locations in Arizona, but it's called um, the Santan Brewery. Uh, it's believe it or not a burger, Cinderin. It is the best. If you come visit, I will one hundred percent. That's a requirement that we go have this oh. burger. It's literally the best burger I've ever had in my life. And I'm gonna read the ingredients. It's not gonna. I don't even know if this sounds good, but it is. Oh, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. Sacred stave whiskey glaze, cheddar cheese, bacon, fried onion straws, horseradish pickles, horsey sauce, and the best horsey fries sauce? I've had. As well in my entire life, I don't know what horsey sauce is, but it's delicious. Okay, it's made of that horse. Horsey sauce sounds like something. something. Yeah, it sounds like a cop out because if they said what the ingredients actually were, they would be out of business. Yes, a horsey it, sauce. It's not horse semen. I know that. I I'm pretty sure it's not horse semen, but if it is, highly recommend it. Either way. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's it's legitimately the best burger I've ever had, and uh, I miss it great gravely. Can't wait for Corona. Did you did you used to go there frequently, or? So that's the thing, I don't. I didn't want to ruin it, right? If I eat somewhere too right. often, I ruin it. So I we would mm -hmm. go like maybe once a month. Oh, that's frequently for me. But that's pretty for frequently still. Frequently. I, I had the yeah. I have not had anything else on the menu because I. It's just too good. It's too good. So, so you only had the burger there. Yes, that's correct. Damn. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll go there someday, Cinderin. Sure. Someday in the future, when you're allowed in this country and you want to visit and you've watched in Bruges, because that will also be a requirement before you come here. So, speaking of in Bruges, oh. have you seen it? No. Thank you, everybody, so for I can't watching. Visit. Yes. That that actually maybe I shouldn't have said that. That's more incentive for you not to visit. But anywho. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, everybody. Until next week, Suns fan Cinder and Sunny. Goodbye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.